Hello, Coach V here, and welcome to another episode of Transformative Talk with Coach V. So today we're going to talk about what drives you. So when we look at the definition of being driven, we usually think about someone that's very determined to succeed, very energetic, highly motivated, um, They're compelled to accomplish certain things in life, be it their dreams, hopes, desires. They're just very focused, almost probably to, for most people, to the point of obsession of accomplishing those things. When we think about athletes being very driven, training very hard, wee hours of the morning, late at night, doing those extra workouts, you know, being very disciplined with their diet. We think about being driven in that way. And what's funny is when I pressed record for this to record this podcast, that is not even the way that I was thinking about it. And the Holy Spirit just kind of dropped that in my spirit uh, as I pressed record. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that type of being driven But I want to pose the question to you on what is it that drives you? What is it that has this control over you or something that you are very motivated about, are very passionate about, um, maybe to the point of being obsessed? Now, there's nothing wrong with being driven. There's nothing wrong with wanting to succeed. There's nothing wrong with being highly motivated or inspired to accomplish things in our life. But we have to sit back and think about what is driving that. What is fueling that? What is the what's the motive behind that? So is it that we desire social status or popularity? Are we looking for attention? Are we doing it for the likes and the follows on Instagram and Facebook? Are we motivated by money? Now, we know that, of course, we need money, you know, to pay our bills and take care of things. Absolutely. But is that our sole focus? Are we so driven by money that we can't enjoy life at all? Anything about life because we're so obsessed with money. Could it be that we are comparing ourselves to others around us that we see what the Joneses have, the car that she's driving or the purse that she's carrying or the relationship that they may have? Are we comparing ourselves to others, not thinking about what they may be doing to get it? to acquire those things but what are they doing to sustain those things we don't know the story behind it it may look really good and shiny and pretty on the outside but there may be some things underneath that we don't know about could it be insecurity I understand that some people's motivation for for money and security could be due to their upbringing being poor having lack um in their life and making a promise to themselves that they would never be in that position. They would never find themselves in that position that their children would not have to grow up the same way that they grew up. So we, we need to stop and think about the things that drive us and why we do those things. So when I was thinking about what drives you, I also thought about, have you ever gotten lost? Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
when you're driving in your car, even though you may have the GPS or or even if you say from memory, I know how to get where I'm going. Have you ever gotten lost? Have you ever gotten distracted and missed that turn or um, it was so dark or raining that you really couldn't see your way and you may have taken a wrong turn? What do we do in those moments? Do we begin to panic? Do we begin to worry, get frustrated? We need to be somewhere on time. People are expecting us. We said we were going to be there. What do we do in those moments when we get lost? And how do we handle those moments when we're in when that we're in that situation? Do we take a step back and just ask God to just speak to us and calm us? And I know this for myself as far as the getting lost. I was on my way to an event a couple of Saturdays ago and I was trying to pull my GPS up for the directions and I had done it earlier at home. So I kind of, you know, remembered some of it, but not everything. So, of course, when I get in my car to put the directions back in the phone, oh, it was just a spinning. It was it was trying to pull it up, but it couldn't. And I kept getting an error and I and I began to panic. I, I was worried. I was already late. So I was already feeling bad because I was late. But now do I even can try to go. I got all dressed up. Do I even go? Because now I can't even get the directions to pull up on the phone. But the Holy Spirit brought it back to me. I had read some of the in, the directions. And so I remembered some of it. And I just asked the Holy Spirit, okay, just bring back to me what I read earlier. Get me in the right direction. And I continued to drive. And even though I continued to drive and I was just like, this just this just doesn't look right. I remembered one thing that those directions said and I followed that. Oh, my God. And before I knew it, the directions came up on my phone and I was going in the right direction. And I was probably maybe 15, 20 minutes away from that place. And so even in that, that's that's a sermon within itself. Even when we don't know what direction we're going in, if we trust the Holy Spirit, he will set us on the right path. And so we don't rely on technology. We don't rely on even our own memory, but we trust God that he will download those things on the inside of us and set us on the right path. And a calm and a peace will come over you and you will see at the end That this is just an exercise in faith. This is just an exercise in saying, God, I trust you. And he will show you that you were where you were supposed to be. Okay, I didn't. Well, I'm not going to apologize for when the Holy Spirit speaks. But let's get to this third point. Before you leave home, do you know where it is that you're going? Is there a purpose? What's the intent? What is to be accomplished once you get to that destination? Now, whether it's your job, whether it's the grocery store, whether you're leaving work to go home, there should be an intention. Because ultimately, we still want God to be pleased with our lives. And you're saying, well, Coach V in the grocery store. Absolutely. Because he wants to be a part of our grocery shopping. Believe it or not. 
that we get healthy things to put into this body that he gave us, this temple that he gave us, that if we run across a person that we can speak kind words, we can speak encouraging words to them. In that moment, I was at the post office earlier today, and it's a very nice young man that works in the post office, and he is so kind and polite. And and uh, even when the line is long, he'll say, thank you so much for your patience. We'll be right with you as soon as we can. And the gentleman that was in front of me, before he walked off, he said, you're doing a great job today. And that just made that man light up. Now, even though we're behind masks, I could see in his eyes how that made him feel because somebody took the time to acknowledge him and the good job that he was doing. Now, this is his job and he can do it with a bad attitude, but God is not going to get the glory. God was well pleased with the excellent customer service that he was giving. So he had a purpose and intent in doing his job all for the glory of God. So he knew what he was setting out to do in his day with a job that God gave him to make sure that he had the finances to take care of everything that he needs to take care of. So God will honor his kindness. God will honor his patience. God will honor the the happiness and the joy that he shares with the customers that come through each and every time. So God is pleased with him because he had purpose and intent. So when we go anywhere, we should have a purpose and an intent. We should be purposed in our hearts to be the light that we're going to be the light, that we're going to allow God's light to shine on the inside of us, no matter the circumstances, no matter what's going on at work, no matter the people that we run into, conflict, stress. I'm going to purpose in my heart today that God is going to be well pleased with me and he's going to get the glory out of my life. So I'm going to allow his light to shine on the inside of me so that he can accomplish that which he set out to do in me through me in this day and that prayerfully it will reach and touch the heart of another person that I come into contact with. And so our transformative thought for the day, I hope you have your journals and your pens ready. I must be mindful that whatever fuels me must sustain me. I choose to fuel myself with the word of God. I must be mindful that whatever fuels me must sustain me. I choose to fuel myself with the word of God. And so if we spend that time in prayer, if we spend that time in meditation, if we spend that time reading that devotional, if we spend that time reciting scriptures, reciting affirmations, that is what will sustain us through our day. Those are the things that continue to give us fuel throughout the day. So no matter the circumstance, we can stand solid on those scriptures, on what God has promised us, on what God has shown us. That is the fuel that sustains us. It's just like putting good gas in your car. If you put good gas in your car and make sure that you're getting the oil changed, then you won't have those problems down the road. But if we wake up with an attitude of grumbling and murmuring and complaining, then that's how our day is going to turn out. 
That's going to be the result of our day. That everything that happens, we're going to have something negative to say. We're going to complain and say, well, see, that's why I said this or I knew it was going to go like this. We have to be very mindful with our words. What's the intent when we get up and go to work every day? What's the intent when we get our kids up for school? What's the intent and the purpose behind the relationship or the marriage we're in? We should go to God and say, God, what is it that you want to do through me today? And let him speak to us. That's your fuel. That's having the right oil in your engine so that you can go out and do what God needs for you to do, trusting that he's going to supply everything that you need to be able to do it. That's the beautiful part of it. If we give that first portion of the day to him, he will tell us what he needs for us to do. And so we don't have to worry about trying to figure it out or trying to come up with it on our own. We're never out of gas. We're never on the side of the road stranded, having to push our car or walk two miles to try to get some gas because we have been fueled properly. And so therefore we know that we will be sustained. So when we talk about being driven, here are three things that we need to keep in mind as we are driving through through life on this journey. The first thing is sometimes we need to just pump the brakes. We're so busy going, moving a mile a minute. We've got so many things to do, so many things to take care of, so many issues, concerns, worries, and we're just so overloaded. We're so weighed down. Then that leads to depression. That can lead to anxiety. That leads to stress. That begins to affect our physical health and our mental health. That affects us emotionally and psychologically. It can affect us financially because then we may overspend. We may eat the wrong things. We may not eat at all. We may not even have the consciousness to drink water. It can lead to some unhealthy habits. And so sometimes we need to just pump the brakes. We need to take those few moments and just take some deep breaths, get ourselves refocused, get ourselves replenished so that we can handle the rest of the day or handle the situation that has been placed before us. So sometimes we just need to take a pause and just stop. Check with check in with ourselves, how we're feeling, what's going on in our body. Are we taking these short breaths? Are we are we beginning to feel sluggish? Are we beginning to feel overwhelmed with the tasks that lie ahead? And it's just 10 o'clock in the morning. We need to just have that little check in with ourselves. We don't have to just go full force. Everything that God intends us to accomplish in the day, he's going to make sure that we accomplish it. So we don't have to worry about the the distractions or if somebody cuts us off, you know, somebody, your boss comes to you and, and now he needs this right now. We, we're calm, we're centered, we're focused, and we are trusting God that he will give us exactly what we need to accomplish those things that we need to accomplish. This is where my favorite scripture comes into, into play. This is my foundational scripture. And I strongly encourage you that if you do not have a foundational scripture, that you get you one, that you can stand on, that you can recite to yourself. I even have it on my desk. I found a plaque and it sits on my desk so I can read it every 
every single day. And it is Romans 12, 12. The Amplified Version says, constantly rejoicing in hope because of our confidence in Christ, steadfast and patient in distress and devoted to prayer, continually seeking wisdom, guidance and strength. That is my favorite, favorite scripture. The more common way that you usually see it on things is be patient in hope, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, constant in prayer. And so I always focus on regardless of what is going on, I'm going to be joyful in hope. No matter the trial or tribulation or what I'm dealing with, I'm going to be patient in that affliction because I know that God is trying to show me something. He's trying to get something to me and he's trying to do something in me. Therefore, he can do something through me. And then always be faithful in prayer, always praying, seeking his wisdom, seeking his knowledge, seeking his guidance, seeking him for his strength, his courage his power to get through any situation. So if I take the time to just pump my brakes for a minute, God can begin to speak to me. He can untangle something that I've been tangled in for so long. I can stop wrestling with that thing because I take a deep breath because I seek him and say, okay, God, you see what's going on. I need your guidance in this moment. And he will work that thing out in a matter of moments if we just take the time to seek him for it. He's had the answer all along, but he's waiting on you to come to him. And you're sitting there wrestling and struggling with something that you didn't have to wrestle or struggle with. He had the answer all along. So it speaks to our trust and faith in God. It speaks to our relationship with him. The second thing, sometimes we need to just stop. We don't need to just roll through the stop sign. You know how we sometimes we come to the stop and we just roll on through because we don't see anybody. Sometimes you need to just stop and keep your foot on that brake so that you can hear the instruction. When we stop and put God's purpose and plan before our purpose and plan, when we stop doing what we want to do, how we want to do it, when we want to do it, the way we want to do it, and we stop and let him speak, when we stop and take our hands off of it and allow him to move, oh, the miraculous things that can happen. We're not frustrated. We're not irritated. We're not vexed in our spirit. We don't become angry. We don't allow bitterness and resentment to to rise up and reside in our hearts because we just stop. Again, it's a part of taking that pause. Just stop. Stop talking about it. Stop rolling it around in your mind. Stop meditating on the negativity. Just stop. Sometimes God is trying to get our attention to just tell us to be quiet. Stop putting your hand in it. Stop speaking negative over it. Stop doing this because this is only making it worse. But we're so busy doing that we're not listening. We're not paying attention. Our ears are clogged. Our eyes um, have not been truly opened to the revelation because we're so busy trying to do it ourselves as if we know better than God does. God forbid. 
James 1 and 19, this is a familiar passage of scripture that we, you know, often quote or we often hear. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters, let everyone be quick to hear, be a careful, thoughtful listener, slow to speak, a speaker of carefully chosen words and slow to anger, patient, reflective, forgiving. So when we take the time to stop, we can hear very clearly. We don't allow that anger to rise up, that frustration, that irritation. And so therefore, we're very careful with our words from that point forward. Because we have carefully considered what God has to say about a matter. We've we've taken the time to let him speak on how to handle a matter. And so when we stop, all of those things can happen for us. How powerful is that? By just stopping and listening, being a good listener, choosing our words carefully and not allowing ourselves to be angry that we can reflect on the circumstance and then see what God has to say. Be patient and allow him to move, not going ahead of God because we're in our feelings and emotions or we just want this thing to be over with and God is taking too long to to move and take care of this thing. Change the way that you talk, transformative talk. And if we can change the way that we think, we change the way that we talk and then we change the way that we do things. It's a it's a a, a three prong approach to our life. The next scripture that I have is Proverbs 16 and 9 when it says a man's mind plans his way but the Lord directs and establishes uh, the, but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. So when we take the time when we stop When we stop trying to push our agenda, when we stop being selfish, when we stop being self-centered, when we stop being self-absorbing and trying to get our way and manipulate our way and 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 try to, you know, force our way into situations and circumstances because we think that's what's best for us. And really just because that's just what we want, because we want it. And it's probably because everybody else has it. God will order your steps. He will establish that road for you. So I always laugh, you know, because even though I may have a plan for my day or I may have a strategic way that I'm going to handle things, I have to stop and think about, did I consult God? Is this what he wants me to do? Because he is surely to change that God has a sense of humor and will take your whole day in a completely different direction. And so even though we may have plans, God can totally dismantle that entire thing. And so surrender your plans for his plans. Surrender your will for his will. Trust him with your life. He gave you this life. You didn't you didn't create yourself. You don't keep yourself in perfect peace at night when you're sleeping. He watches over you as you sleep. And so he has the perfect plan for your life. So allow him to direct your steps and establish them. Because when God 
directs your steps, when he establishes those steps, no man can shut that door that God opens and no man can close a door that God has closed. We have to be mindful to take every, every, everything to God and allow him to just order everything that concerns us. He knows where he desires us to be. He knows the plans that he has for us. And so let him order your steps. Stop. Just stop. The last thing I'm going to encourage you to do is get clear directions. And first of all, that starts with speaking to God. If you are out of alignment, just like your car, when your steering wheel starts to shake or or it maybe starts running hot, maybe you need to take your car in to be serviced. Maybe your tires need to be balanced. Maybe you need new brake pads. Maybe you need that oil change. Maybe you need some water in the radiator. Take that car in to get service. And it's the same thing with us. Sometimes we need to just be serviced. Sometimes we need to just say, you know what, God, I've been trying to control this thing for too long. You are now in control. It gives a whole new meaning to Jesus take the wheel. When we say that, we need to mean it. Get yourself back in alignment with God. Get back in alignment with his purpose, his plan, his will for your life. Then you will find balance. Then you will find proper perspective. Then you will find yourself less stressed. No stress. You'll sleep better at night. You'll have healthier eating habits. You can focus on other things like pursuing your passion and your purpose. You can spend more time in his word because you've cast all your cares upon him because you know that he truly cares for you. Make sure you have the right fuel. If you got a car that needs 93, you can't put 87 in it because you're trying to take a shortcut and save a few dollars. Do what is required of you to make sure that you have clear direction and that you stay on track so that you are not delayed in anything. And then when you get when you're when you're behind because you haven't gotten that proper servicing, when you haven't gotten into alignment with God, you're frustrated and upset because you're feeling like God is saying no when really you're being delayed because of your disobedience. Matthew 21 and 21 says, Jesus replied to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt or allow yourself to be drawn in two directions, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. So sometimes we got to just sit back, get ourselves in alignment with God. So we're not all over the place. We're trying to be here and trying to be there. We overpack our schedule. We overcommit ourselves. We don't know where we need to be, when we need to be there, what we need to do when we get there, because we're always behind because we're not in alignment. We end up having to stop and get gas because we didn't plan properly or seek God's plan or follow his instruction when he said, you need to go get gas at lunch. 
Because see, he knows what's up ahead. He knows what tomorrow is going to bring. He knows that you're going to be busy. He knows that there's going to be this unexpected thing that he that you're going to need to do. So you need to be properly prepared so that you're not delayed in doing what needs to be done. But that starts with being in alignment with God. Proverbs 3 and 6 is the final scripture that I'm going to give you um, for this particular podcast. And it's Proverbs 3 and 6. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. That's a good promise to to just end this this particular podcast on if we just acknowledge him and recognize him and know him any confusion any doubt in any insecurity any fear anything that we feel like we may lack God will make those paths straight and smooth any obstacles that we may feel may not qualify us that we feel that we're incapable of doing based on our experience or education. God will work all of that out. Any obstacles, God can put you in rooms that man will not even understand why you are there. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies those whom he calls. And so at the right moment, at the right time, in the right season, he will give you exactly what you need when you step into that room, when you sit at that table. Your name will be mentioned in rooms just based on your character, your integrity, your work ethic, your attitude, how you sow into other people, your selflessness your willingness to serve and to be of service to others. God can put you on the mind of people that you would never even think of. And when you're in that position, when you enter that room, you know, undeniably, it was a move of God because you were obedient, because you made that decision to pump your brakes, that you chose to just stop. Stop talking, stop speaking negative, stop having a bad attitude, stop seeing the worst in everything that you got clear directions and you followed those directions and instructions. You made some changes in your life. You allow God to heal you. You got you allowed God to heal that unforgiveness, that bitter root in your heart. You allowed him to pluck that out. You chose to get in alignment with his purpose, his will and his plan for your life. You got yourself back in balance. So nothing's shaking. You don't hear any weird noises. You don't have to be stressed out as you're driving. It's just a smooth ride because he's made those crooked ways straight and smooth. And he's taken all the obstacles out of your way. So you don't have to worry about potholes. You don't have to worry about running into stuff in the middle of the road. He makes it smooth. So you you take that off your plate. That's what God ultimately wants us to do is take those things off of the plate to let him be the driver. 
let him show for us on this journey. Let him have complete control of everything that concerns us. This entire thing, letting God do it and taking the seat of the passenger, just being faithful to whatever it is that he tells us to do. Get out of the driver's seat. For some of us, I know we've probably spent years feeling like we had to be in control, that we had to drive, that we're not going to let anybody do us a certain kind of way based on our history, based on our past. We, we've become hardened in our hearts because of past situations and circumstances that we had no control over. And so we've made a vow to ourselves that we will never let that happen to us again. It will never happen to my children. And unfortunately, it sets up a bitter root. It sets up an anger and a resentment that it may not manifest itself until way down the road. But we're continuing to feed that seed that becomes the justification for not being giving, not being open, not being kind, not being patient, not being long suffering, not extending grace to others because we have not been able to give it to ourselves. And God gives us that each and every day. So I encourage you to give to yourself what God so freely and graciously gives to you every day and let him drive. Let his love replenish you let his joy and his peace rest rule and abide in your heart because when it gets down on the inside of you when it truly penetrates those broken hurt places that you think nobody sees but they can hear it when you talk they see it in your eyes when you allow that to get on the inside of you You're going to be infectious to others and you will help them begin their journey to healing. Because then you will be able to share with them that you don't drive anymore. And what drives you is the Holy Spirit. You allow God to be your driver. And that you are mindful that whatever is fueling you must sustain you. And so I pray that you will choose to fuel yourself with the word of God each and every day. That even when you're lost, that you don't panic, that you trust him undeniably, that you have a purpose and intent each and every place that you go so that God will be pleased with your life. That you will remember to pump your brakes, get some clear directions, and sometimes just stop. And let God be great and manifest himself in your life. I thank you for joining me for this episode of Transformative Talk. Until next time.